So we move over to this conversation next. We're in conversation with uh, Professor Nirmala Gopal, who is a criminologist and professor of humanities at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. So as the police continue investigations into the death of seven people in a vigilantism attack in Deep Slit, members of the community have have come out and criticized the government for the lack of visibility within the community given the rise of rampant crime during the announcement of the latest crime stats for the quarter for the third quarter of 2023 the minister of police highlighted the rise of vigilantism in violent crimes in the past quarter so to unpack this we now speak to professor gopel professor good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us Good afternoon, Aldrin, and happy to be back with you guys in conversation. Really appreciate it. What do you think is happening here? So as I painted a picture a bit earlier on to our listeners, is the last conversation that we had looking at the third quarter crime stats, it indicated that the, that um, vigilantism or mob justice was the second highest contributor uh, to murder uh, that we're seeing in the country, and this is after robbery. So it, it, even, it even dwarfs the robbery numbers. So what's your reading, Prof, of what, what, we're seeing, what, what we're seeing happening with communities, especially this mostly happening in more poor communities, but also what sort of interventions should we be seeing? Uh, thank you very much, Aldrin. I think let's um, allow me to, um, to disaggregate those two questions. Sure. So if I have to look at the first one, and that is what's happening within our communities, um, and why especially in poorer communities, I think one of the overriding theories that we look at, and definitely my personal interpretation, my own theoretical standpoint, is that crime is usually linked in poorer communities to poverty. Not a direct correlation, but in the absence of having jobs, in the absence of having good um, um, income, etc., people tend to get bored, people tend to get frustrated, and I think some of that frustration, boredom, um, anger, etc., plays itself out in criminal activities, more especially in violent crimes. And if we relate that specifically to the incidences of mob justice, the term mob in itself tells us there's a whole lot of people that are acting in concert, and usually it's one or two people who lead the mob into this particular way of being. I think we should then look at it in terms of what is happening at the individual level? What is the psychology of those individuals who are participating in mob justice? What is the psychology that Prevalent. What is the prevalent psychology in the community that's allowing and facilitating this kind of behavior? Then if we move to the next level, and that is the institutional level, we look at the criminal justice system, and here I'm referring to all of the actors, starting with police, uh, the police set, for example, and then the courts, and uh, finally, correctional services. So is the criminal justice system failing our citizens, citizens in any way that is prompting them to lose confidence in the criminal justice system. And I think we already know that there is a huge perception out there that the criminal justice system does fail, um, our, does fail South Africa. And I think within those two contexts, when you bring them together, 
we find that it provides a fertile space for mob justice. So how can we um, intervene or reduce some of these? I think really education, education at the individual level, education at the community level, and definitely training of our South African police services or all members of the criminal justice system. But in addition to that, definitely providing economic or employment opportunities for the people of South Africa. So, so considering that, well, for some communities, they may argue that um, mob justice, um, which has attached to it the idea of justice, uh, being attached to mob justice, is that they would argue and say that this is actually working for us. It is unlawful. It is criminal. But this is actually what is working for us in our community. And this is how we are trying to deter um, the criminals. Is there perhaps another way of looking around, looking at mediating efforts that communities can come up with when it comes to crime outside of just pursuing the criminal justice system? So we have communities, the community policing forums, and I think the community policing forums should actually do the kind of work that they are mandated to do. And one of it is to empower the citizens. And if the CPS, uh, the community policing forums, can be used as a, as a mediating instrument, that would be a good idea. But I do think that you know, you've got to have knowledgeable individuals who are able, strong and knowledgeable individuals who are able to persuade communities that mob justice or violence in any form is not the solution. It's not an easy task. It's a long-term task. It's a long-term effort. It requires a great deal of resources, whether it's human and other resources. But I think the conversation must start somewhere, mediating within the community and having community arbitrators as well, in terms of where there's a dispute or a conflict that arises among community members. Yeah, um, I'm actually now reminded of a listener who uh, made a suggestion around how to relook at the SGB, um, the SGB forum, and was saying that include the councillors on the SGB uh, forums as well. Uh, but now listening to what you're saying, I think of um, criminologists, perhaps, maybe people who have retired, people, um, police officers that have retired, and the role that they can then play uh, within the CPF as a forum that can be used to foster the kind of safe communities that we require? I think that's an excellent suggestion that you make, um, Alden. I never thought about it in that way. But then I think we need to go back to the drawing board and you've got to have community voices mm. and almost like a referendum that calls for professional people yes. or people with expertise to be part of those forums. Yeah. And I think that's an excellent suggestion, really. Yeah, Be- because what we know as well, for instance, um, coming from a poor community, is that w- with the w- with sending your child to school, um, the education that comes, there is the upward mobility, of course, and sometimes they move out of the community that they, w- that they grew up in, and they s- end up living in suburbia. However, though, the challenges that the family back home still face, including crimes, perhaps maybe something that you as the professional who now lives outside of that area can come with your knowledge and what you've learned so far to contribute towards a safer community, including those people, as I've said earlier on, people who have retired or people who do have the spare time to say that I want to commit to help making our society a much safer society. 
Absolutely, Alden. I think there are many retired people who would love to be part of these initiatives and, you know, contribute, give back to societies. No, perfect. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, that is a Professor Nirmala Gopal, who is a criminologist and also a Professor of Humanities at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. So, as I indicated, with the last, um, the last um, criminal, the last uh, crime stats that came out, um, this is from July to September, the third quarter. If you look at the total number of murders in that year, uh, sorry, in that three months. Um, look at, for instance, the contribution of um, the comp- contribution of vigilantism and mob justice. So the top contributor to murder is arguments, misunderstanding, road, road rage and provocation. And that resulted in around 1,053 murders. The second is vigilantism at 428 murders and then robbery at 420. And for me, it's a scary thought that... Um, that vigilantism is now even dwarfing murder. Uh, sorry, vigilantism is even dwarfing robbery uh, when it comes to the contribution towards um, the overall murder stats that we are seeing in the country. And could this become a bigger and bigger problem? And how do we nip it in the bud? But also the other issue is the criminal justice system and people having lost confidence in the criminal justice system. actually got a call from one, um, one of our listeners a uh, former magistrate at that as well, saying that there is somebody um, that he knows, who, a young girl, wanted to open a case, and he believes that the I.O. could have been paid off to make the docket disappear. So those are the other issues that you deal with as well.